Hello, and welcome to another Fair Game podcast. Hi, Mikey. Hi, Lily. How's things out there today? Not bad, but the day has just begun, so there's always a chance that things can go to shit. <laughs> well, there's always the chance that it could be a great day, too. This is true. This is very true, Mike. I have to start thinking. Yeah, there you go. This is I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Yeah, I like it. All right. <laughs> we have a guest with us. Friend, I should say. Yeah. Chris Shelton. Welcome. Hey, guys. Hi, Chris. Hi. So happy to be here again. Yes, well, let's let's start off by saying Chris has his own podcast. Uh, yep. Yep. Yep, the Sensibly Speaking podcast. <laughs> it's <laughs> nothing uh, nothing conceded there. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris, I don't know if we ever actually discussed, you know, you're you're one of the, you know, it's it's us, it's it's you, mm-hmm. Aaron, yep. Aaron uh, Smith-Levin who also does a, a continual exposing of Scientology. Yep. And so thank you for your continued work. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. And thanks for what you guys do. I listen to your podcast all the time. I go out, take walks, and listen to you guys. It's always fun. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. There you go. Go ahead. What do you want to say, sweetheart? Well, I just wanted to say it's, it's, a, it's a public service. I mean, it's really important, you know, what you guys are doing. I appreciate that. And, and as well, what you guys are doing. And it's good to have, uh, you know, the more, the better. Like, we, yeah. we do not own... The, the monopoly on, on exposing Scientology, or for that matter, anything that anyone wants to talk about with Scientology and exposing it, we will contribute to it, we support it. We need more people basically yep. doing this. And, you know, recently, Mike, I don't know if you've seen this, but I, I receive a few tweets here and there about, like, why are you not exposing the Catholic Church? The Catholic Church, uh, I believe uh, many people who are better at this than us or have been exposing the crimes that, that have gone on with, uh, you know, child molestation and, and all of that by the pre like the work is being done. So it's not like we're ignoring a, a very important issue that it's right. That nobody else is talking about. Correct. <laughs> right. right. I, I mean, we tend to focus on the subjects that the broad media out there or academia or whatever are not talking about. Yep. Correct. So, you know. The Jehovah's yeah. Witnesses, the Mormons, you know, these are uh, dangerous, in quotes, religions that have illegal and toxic, vile policies against the, the crimes against children, crimes against its parishioners, of a no-report policy, of harboring criminals, of obstructing justice when things are happening that they should be reporting to police. Now, the Catholic Church, yes, has gotten away with their abuses for many years, but movies have been made about it, documentaries have been made about it, there are lawsuits going on about it, and the same with the Jehovah's Witnesses. However, they are still operating under this two-witness rule. Uh, the Mormons have a similar toxic abusive policy uh, to not tell, to, to not report, and so does Scientology. And that, Mike, you made the point, just belaboring the point, which I tend to do. Anyway, but you're right. And, and the reason why we're talking to Chris, right, is because yep. of, of one of the things that you mentioned uh, about seven minutes ago. Well, the reason we're talking to Chris today is because he has been 
taking the time to actually expose this fallacy of the religious scholarly community who come leaping to the defense of what they call new religious movements. And it's funny that Chris and I had a little conversation or back and forth about this, about one of the key proponents of this. And Chris was like, oh my God, I had no idea that you knew him. And, you know, when I described a little bit, we'll get into this. But I thought that this was a fascinating topic to discuss because Scientology in particular, out of everybody, has made almost a profession out of finding these apologists for Scientology who have academic credentials and then parading them out. And if you go to the Stand League website, there is a whole section there entitled Expert Studies on the Scientology Religion. And these things... And it has at the top of it, it says, a consensus of academic opinion by the international luminaries of religious study and scholarship has been formulated in a series of academic papers. The world's foremost authorities in the fields of religion, religious history, religious studies, and sociology agree Scientology is a world religion. And it goes on in that vein forever. And there are a lot of these things that are listed in there. Well, let's talk about them. Chris, would you, yeah. you, do you want to mention? Now, the Stand League, we should say, is a OSA-operated Department of Scientology whose sole job is it to create websites on former uh, executives like Mike and parishioners and, and Chris Shelton yeah. and parishioners, and their sole job is to go out there and attack. Uh, second tier that you're mentioning, Mike, is to ally themselves with organizations that give them legitimacy. And we should call them out and discuss them. Chris, what are who are these uh, geniuses who have <laughs> yeah. put the stamp of approval on Scientology? Yeah, let's talk about these guys. Yeah. Um, hey, I have to mention real fast, by the way, on that Stand League site. Yeah. Okay, so I've been doing this since 2014. I've been producing content, right? Producing videos and and a book and all this stuff that I put out. And they've ignored me this entire time. Who's they? The Church of Scientology. Well, Chris, Chris, don't be an idiot. I mean, in terms of of coming after me, other than being on you, when I was on your show, Uh the next day I was featured on the hate site about, (laughs) about you guys. But until... And since then, uh-huh. it's been crickets. I oh, you mean? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Chris. I take it back. I'm the idiot. Okay. Yeah. You're you're saying they haven't really so much attacked you. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's- now wait a minute. I'm jealous. Hang on a second. Yeah, I know. Chris but let Shelton. Me, let me let, let me say that the day I published on this topic, they put stuff on the on the Stand League site about me. Oh, back to that. Okay. Good. Yeah. So so you do have a hate website by the Stan League, a religious organization of Scientology who spends its tax-exempt money to attack and destroy people. You are on there. Okay, well, welcome, Chris. Yeah, I don't get to claim that they don't pay any attention to me. Okay, good. Well, ah, did that make you feel better, baby? Well, it does. (laughs) Yeah, because you felt like... Because you felt like, wait a minute, I'm I'm telling the truth about I did Scientology. There too. 
Where's my hate website? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, listen, uh, welcome, Chris. I'm glad that you finally, Scientology has finally recognized that you were doing some damage by telling the truth about it. I, you know, I, yeah, you, you take the kudos where yeah, you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm really saying there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, on this topic, and I, and I, I, I'm probably going to be working on this for a while. I think this is probably going to be my battle, and. This is because um, I've been doing this academic work and I've been writing papers and I'm and I'm and I'm really, really want to turn the tide on this because we have this is decades long. This starts with a guy named Brian Wilson in the 1970s. Okay. And that was the person I was shocked to find out uh, Mike had interacted with. And I was like, oh, you've got to tell me all about that because I want to know everything. Now, who is he? OK, so Brian Wilson was the eminent sectarian scholar of of sex or or cults in the 1970s is a sociologist and he basically became the opinion leader or thought leader on this topic because he was very prolific he wrote a lot and he was as i think mike will go into he was also intimately connected with these groups he was being a, an apologist for he was a man on a mission Okay. And uh, and that mission was to defend these new religious movements, as they call them, from us bitter, defrocked apostates. Mm. And that was his whole mission. And he uh, really wrote a lot about that. And that's how you get influence in academia is you publish a lot. And he did. And so people, future people, the next you know, sociologists in training who were interested in religious studies or religious studies students who would get into the field and go, oh, yeah, religions, new religious movements, this could be interesting. And then they get this this sort of dogma delivered to them by Brian Wilson that says, you can only listen to the cults. You can't listen to people who used to be in the cult about that group. And this and and it wasn't a nuanced oh you can listen to some of them but a few of them have some bad things to say. It was black and white. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And let me just add Chris that Brian Wilson was a professor at Oxford University. Uh, you are fucking kidding me, Mike. No. So he was a big shot. He was like big in in the academic world you can be a professor at Harvard or a professor at Oxford and everything else comes like way below that. And Oxford is above Harvard, particularly when it comes to old subjects like sociology of religion. Oxford is the shit. And Brian Wilson was the shit of the shit. Now, when I told Chris, oh yeah, I met Brian Wilson. You know, we had him come to St. Hill. And they said- Brian Wilson was the prototypical, he, he's passed on by the way, and, and so, but Brian Wilson was the prototypical English Don, like professor. Okay. He didn't drive. He rode his bicycle to uh, attend his classes. He oh. was exceedingly polite and kind and genteel and thoughtful and stupid yeah and why i say stupid well is you don't you don't you, you don't need to explain mike i mean 
I think I started thinking that. I, I mean, <laughs> the fact that he wrote, like you're saying, extensive yeah. works promoting Scientology and to suggest that you shouldn't listen to anybody who has done it, who has been there for a lifetime, and that you shouldn't listen to anything outside of what the cult tells you is somebody who believes in cults. Yeah. So I yes. don't think we need to go on. And. Uh, but what I what I mean by this, yeah. Leah, in in some respects, is that he was not worldly, and I don't mean worldly like the Jehovah's Witnesses mean it. Yeah. I mean uh, he had no street smarts. So, like many of these other people, we would bring him in and say, Brian, look at this wonderful work over here, and let, right. and I'd like to introduce you to these people. Yeah. And, you know, here is some information, some background information about these terrible people who've said these terrible things. And he would just sort of suck it all up. Like, it's not possible in, in this world that someone could be misrepresenting things to me right. or that they might right, be right. lying to me. Right, 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 right. I would just sit here and wallow in all the information that they're piling on me, and then I'll write a scholarly piece right. that describes and explains it to right. the rest of the world. Right. And he is the one who came up with this concept of the atrocity story. Yes. And the atrocity story is the thing that is used uh, like... He said, people who leave these uh, religious movements throughout history have been called apostates. And he goes back and, you know, does all the historical, yeah, yeah, and Martin Luther and blah, 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 and these, you know, apostates left and blah, 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 blah. But in the, quote, what he started and these other guys started calling new religious movements rather than cults, the apostates are 100% not to be trusted or relied upon because they tell atrocity stories and they portray themselves, listen to this, Leah, they portray themselves as victims of the organization. Wow. And for that reason, they are seen as good news copy. So therefore, this gives a slanted view <laughs> that we, as the smarter people of the world, the academic, academ, the academic people, <laughs> academics, academic. Yeah, I, I was going to say academicians, academicians, yes. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, those people, they're going to balance the the playing field so to speak by weighing in with their scholarly opinions about how look you can't rely on this because there's all these other people and they love these new religious but, but we can rely on a man who's never been in scientology never <laughs> had anyone affected by we can rely on this genius yeah. This guy. Gotcha. And there is a bunch of others. And let's not also forget, Leah, yeah. these people do these things as expert opinions. Mm -hmm. And for that, they get paid. Yep. Ah. 
Yep. There you go. <laughs> this, right. this, ah. like, they've got all this, they're all this holier than thou about the motivation of the apostates, mm-hmm. but never mention the motivation of the academics to, as to why they're writing mm-hmm. the oh. bullshit in the first place. Because they're getting paid for it. And who pays them? Scientology. Un-fucking-believable. Leo, we did a program in the early 90s to find religious scholars around the world, and that's what's all on this stand website. All of these things that are on there, you'll see. Most of them for like 1993, 1995, like the 90s. Because we did a program in OSA to identify religious scholars around the world and then find those who would agree to do a paper about Scientology and then provide them with the information that would tell them what to say. Right, right. right, Exactly. And if you read their papers, which I have. Yeah. Yeah. And and I've actually made videos about this, breaking it all down and quoting from them to show people. Yes. You see that they literally just regurgitate Scientology's promotional pieces in academic language. I've watched them do it over and over right. and over again. Right, right. I mean, this is copy I used to write when I was in Scientology. And well, now I see academics writing it in their papers, and I'm like... Do you, I mean, do you guys not realize that you are the most high IQ genius shills that have ever existed? They don't seem to care. But listen, I think, I think we, I think you said it. I think you said it just so simply, Mike and and Chris, they're getting paid to do this. Enough said, enough said by Scientology. So one of these men is Brian Wilson, check, paid, paid. Person. Okay. And by the way, this is all on Tony Ortega's site. I didn't want to imply that Tony Ortega doesn't do a blog or a, but yeah. I, I was talking specifically about podcasts, Tony Ortega and um, Jeffrey Augustine. They also do wonderful, uh, they have wonderful websites exposing Scientology daily in the Scientology Money Project. But this is on our to- Tony Ortega site, Mike, and you'll put these up. These yes, links, yes, of course. And, Chris, and Chris's uh, sites on this. And, yes. All right. So let's, let's get on to the next. Uh, Page. Well, there's no next page. It's just a list. I just oh, listed uh, down some of these people here because some of them are worth talking about, particularly in addition to Brian Wilson, because yep. there's the, there is like the guys that just follow. And then there are the sort of, you know, ringleaders of the gang, mm-hmm. but primarily led by this guy, Massimo Intravenia, yes. who is in Italy. And I I don't know what what his thing is, but he he has run this organization called Sesnur. I can't what even. I'm not even what? sure if you know how to pronounce. If Chris, I know how to pronounce. What do you know about Massimo? It's C E S N U R. It's a nonprofit that studies religious movements and opposes the anti cult movement. Anti cult movement. Yeah, All right, Chris. What do you know? What do you know about this guy? <laughs> Well, he's uh, he's actually kind of the na- the main guy at this point in terms of uh, leading an actual organization that publishes again prolifically, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how they fight is they just overwhelm right with just data after you know paper after paper after paper. Yeah. 
So it's it's um it describes itself as according to the Wikipedia page here it describes itself as an independent scholarly organization but the organization has met with criticism for alleged personal and financial ties to the groups it studies. Right. So again <laughs> another paid idiot. That's right. Right. Who that is and, just Go ahead Mikey. And just to be clear Leah some of these people get paid uh not like directly, you won't find a check written to uh, Joe Blow. You'll find support for their organization. Yes. Like they fund themselves so that they can say, well, we didn't get exactly paid for this. We just got like, we got an honorarium or we got a this or they supported or they paid for our conference or they did this or they did that. So- I just want to be clear that it, I'm not saying that every one of these people got a direct check here, write this, but, but I'll give you a check. But, but they get indirect. That's and okay. some of them just get direct checks. Like, mm-hmm. th- there's no question. Some of them do. But right. it's usually sleazier than that. Yeah, like you, <laughs> when you and I looked into the Golden Era Productions, which is in a Riverside County, Mike, yep. in California. Yep. That's yep. that's where the hole was. That's where predominantly the the, the movie um, Going Clear was based on all the abuses that were taking place. And we were wondering why we couldn't meet with any city council people or anybody of note in law enforcement there uh, for you to tell them what had happened to you there, uh, the abuses that are still going on, that there's no access to 911. You can't, you know. Even if people wanted to escape, it's very difficult to escape from there. By the way, uh, a, a detective from that, uh, which we won't name, she literally called me and you assholes. But anyway, um, when giving a police officer a, a tour of Gold Base. And uh, and I think similarly of you, Kathy. <laughs> wow. And much worse. But that's, I mean, I would only have fun with that if I was face-to-face with her. Really, honestly, sitting behind her microphone, you know. Or yeah, cheap shots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But any day, lady. Um, so found the spreadsheet that that Sea Org members who make at best fifty dollars a week for uh, you know eight a.m. to midnight working for the Sea Org, uh, right, Mike? Seven days a week, three sixty-five. Yeah. Receiving fifty dollars a week for their services. There if was that. there was a lot of donations. To, to some pretty important people we found interesting. Remember that, Mike? Remember we saw yes, that spreadsheet? No, no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You bring that up, Leah, because yeah. this is exactly the same strategy. It is use money or influence or persuasive powers or whatever to get people who are recognized or have some credibility to act or speak on your behalf. Yep. Like there is this classic example uh, of this that was done here in Clearwater by flag where they hired the uh, Florida state university, these, these economics professors from the Florida state university to do a study on the economic impact of Scientology in Clearwater. And this thing was the biggest load of horseshit you've ever seen. (laughs) But if you read through it, the footnotes say 
the information that they relied upon provided by Ben Shaw, provided by Pat Hani. In other words, they took the information that OSA gave to them about how many Scientologists were in Clearwater, how much money they spend, how many uh, staff members were there, how many right, Scientology right. businesses, yeah. and then extrapolated that out right. into, oh, they spend, uh, you know, they bring $150 million a week into the economy and blah, blah. They create 10,000 jobs and blah, blah, blah. And the people you're mentioning are Sea members. Yes, yes, yes. Ben Shaw is a Sea Org member. They're the Office uh, of Special Affairs in Clearwater. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happens is they get the report published that Uh they pay for, Uh and then they turn around and say, oh, proof, we have created Uh 10,000 jobs in the Clearwater area, according to the Florida State University. That makes sense. And I did a whole, I, I will put a link on this uh, because I did a whole thing on my blog about it. I said, you know, people just don't recognize what is going on here. And this is exactly the same thing with these scholars. They pay them, provide them with information, get something back from them, and then hold it up and go, look. Right. See what these people say? Right. It's not us that's saying it. It's these people. Right. They're telling you that right. you can't rely on right. those ugly yeah. apostates. Right. Yeah. Not us. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. actually, what what you if you went behind the scenes, you would find that they have fed the dead agent packs on each one of the quote unquote apostates to the religious scholars. Right. Yeah, that's where you basically put a pack of information together that gives the person you give it to, you know, like, let's say you have a dead agent pack put together about me, and it's going to have a whole bunch of information from Scientology that makes it look like I am somebody not to be believed or listened to in any way. I'm a liar, I'm a scumbag, I'm a thief, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a deadbeat dad, whatever they want to say about me. And if somebody is is not in the loop on what this is all about, they receive that and go, oh my God, this is horrible. I can't listen to this person. It's a, it's a, it's a, anyway, it's really bad. And, uh, but Scientology gets away with it. They do this and people just fall for it. And these academics have fallen for it hook, line, and sinker. Well, I, I wouldn't say they have fallen for it because they're getting paid. <laughs> well, not only that, I want to also stress that it's it's money, it is influence, it is publications, uh, which is status in the academic world. If you don't publish, you perish. That's that's uh, not a joke, mm-hmm. right? And it's um, grant money, because mm-hmm. grant money is hard to come by sometimes, especially when you're a, a, a scholar of minutiae, you know, religious uh, movements or, or cults. <laughs> you know, not too many people want to give you money to study that stuff, but the cults sure do. Uh-huh. And uh, finally, I think something that we that I really, really wanted to highlight here because it feeds so much into the other things we talk about is that Mike mentioned expert witnesses. This is not just in academia. This is not just in the hallowed halls of of Harvard or Oxford that this is a problem. 
these are the people courts rely on to tell the courts, are these groups cults or not? Are they destructive or not? Are they bad? These are the people who go into these courtrooms and say, Scientology is legit. The RPF is a legitimate rehabilitation program with no coercive control connected with it at all. And I'm an expert, so I get to say that. And that's how we lose court cases, (laughs) because these people go misrepresent what our experiences are, and they won't listen to us. They won't listen to you or me or Mike or any of us and what we have to say. So they walk into a courtroom thinking they know all about what we've been through without even talking to us. Right. Wow. I didn't know that. All right. So we have... Go ahead, Mikey. I I was going to say, yeah, there is actually a classic example of this. There was this guy called Frank Flynn, who I recall quite vividly, who did this expertise and testified about the RPF. This guy was sat down in a room, as I recall, and three or four RPFers were brought to him. And this was this was under your watch, Mike? Or yeah. while you were there? Uh-huh. While I was around. I, I don't remember yeah. how yeah. directly I was involved. Yeah. And, and they were brought to him, and of course... Coach. If I had been one of those people, yeah. I would have gone and said, oh, the RPF is amazing. It's the most wonderful thing. I really thoroughly enjoy it. There's no coercion. There's no this. There's no that. It's excellent. Well, blah, blah, blah. And they hand select who those people are going to be, knowing that that is exactly what they're going to say. And Frank Flynn goes, oh, done my research. I now have spoken personally to people who have experienced the RPF. Right. I don't need to do anything more. I now understand the RPF and how it works and what it is. And not only have I read all the writings of L. Ron Hubbard on the subject, well, at least the ones they gave me, right. um, I have now personally witnessed and spoken to these people who have experienced it for themselves. So I'm I'm now become the world's leading expert on the RPF. Bingo. And I cannot be challenged. You can't challenge. And, and this is the next thing that happens. So Scientology parades in a bozo like Frank Flynn. And then if someone comes to be the opposing view of this, they're asked, what gives you any expertise to talk about this? You can be, you can't be an expert witness unless you have expert credentials. Mm. <laughs> and the the decision about what is an expert credential when it comes to this subject is bizarre. I don't know that there is, it's sort of make it up as you go along. So this is... Chris is exactly right. This is how court cases get tipped to being, instead of a level playing field, you've got all the players piled on one side and nobody on the other because nobody else is qualified. Because we got all the qualified people in here and you can't contest what they say. They're experts. Even though though they may never have actually been in contact with anybody that was not a pre-planned, or programmed, paid. briefed, and drilled 
person to tell them what's going on. Yeah, and I and I think the the uh, what what Chris was saying about you know they they get prestige from doing this. Yep. Uh, if you're not published, you ain't shit. And on top of that, you get paid. You know, so it makes sense why these schmucks are doing what they're doing. But also, Mike, you know, I'm hoping that uh, you know I, I'm going to either get Stephanie. Hutchinson on this, right? Our girl yeah. who is amazing, has never been in Scientology. She, by the way, I got to tell you, recently, she, you know, what she does is, you know, she takes Scientology's uh, bullshit websites, where, where it's what we're talking about, right? Where they promote, they were the first uh, on the scene at 9-11. They greatly assisted the Red Cross in this disaster, that disaster. And Stephanie, again, no dog in this fight. Just to person who was supporting the aftermath and people who left Scientology, Catholic. I mean, she nothing to do with this, nothing to do with this, but started looking into it, started going, huh, these people have been hurt. These people are getting abused. Want to look into it. Anyway, recently, guys, she she started writing people like, hey, Church Scientology said you, that basically they were the only organization that was led in at 9-11 to assist in the, the recovery efforts and... She gets letters back. They're like, don't fucking know. Like that, no, not really. That, don't don't have any record of them. That's not true. So she is exposing their lies on such a big level because she's receiving responses from people yes. saying that that's simply not true. I mean, maybe they showed up once with the water, but were they the only organization let in? No, 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 no. That's that's untrue. Um, so she, she's going to have a field day with this as well, because, you know, we should contact those who are alive and doing this work and saying, did you get paid by the church of Scientology? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Directly or indirectly. Right. I, I see, I've been writing some pieces for Tony's blog lately, um, sort of responding to this, uh, booklet here. What is that? (laughs) This is called Implicit Religion. It is a journal for the critical study of religion. And? And what it really means is that this is a uh, put out by the Religious Studies Project, which is the uh, another group like Cessner of religious, you know, cult apologists. Sure. And I've been writing responses to the articles. There's about nine articles in here put out by these guys. Uh-huh. So I've been taking them one by one and, and responding to them on Tony's blog. Yeah. And... Um, it has been uh, great to call out these guys by name. Right. Yes. Because these are missiles I'm lobbing at them. Right. I'm talking to Tony's, you know, to the public at large. Yeah. These guys are going to see what, what we're putting out. And, yeah. uh, and I can't wait for that because I think that, I, as I've done before and as other people have done before with this, is there's a, it's, a, it's called the cult wars, uh-huh. In academia, they actually have a term for this. Papers have been written about it. Uh-huh. And this cult wars thing has been going on for decades. And it has been, there are some academics on our side, like Stephen Kent and, and Hugh Urban, but uh, they, we are out, outnumbered. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I'm going to lend my voice to our side on this and, and try to use my, my whatever credentials I can get to, to forward this. Yeah, yeah, so let's talk about Gordon Melton for a moment, shall ah, we? Go ahead, Gordon Chris. Melton and James R. Lewis. Let me tell you a story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you a story to, that will really kind of epitomize who these guys are and what these guys are about. Go ahead. 
So, uh, Om Shinrikyo was a Japanese uh, apocalyptic cult led by a Japanese man who um, set up a chemical lab uh, as part of his cult, and he got some chemists recruited into his cult, and they created sarin gas. They were making loads and loads of it. And they uh, were planning on dropping this in the Japanese metro system and killing Hundreds of thousands of people. That was the goal. That was absolutely what they intended to do. And this uh, whole criminal conspiracy, you know, came out and was exposed. But when it first hit, when the news was still fresh and people were like, oh, my God, what's this? What's going on here? And this uh, Araka guy or the guy who was leading it was uh, getting arrested. James R. Lewis and Gordon Melton, who are religious scholars, took it upon themselves at the behest and invitation of Am Shinrikyo. They flew to Japan with their lawyer, and they held a series of press conferences, and they claimed out loud and proud, we have been in touch with the leadership of Am Shinrikyo, we have interviewed its membership, we have toured its facilities, and there is absolutely positively no way that these guys have any labs, could have created all the sarin gas. There is no way. This is completely nonsense. These guys are being railroaded. This is religious discrimination. This is the Japanese government oppressing a new religious movement, and it's absolutely unacceptable. And they actually said it just like that. Uh A day later, two days later, (laughs) the police find the labs, (laughs) and they find the chemists, and they get these guys to confess. Like, within days— and James R. Lewis and Gordon Melton could not have had more egg on their face. It was international, actually, the repercussions on that, because in the field, they were regarded not well. After Great. That. Well, that's good news. Yeah, that was that was some good news, because that was about as as big of a, you know, open mouth insert foot as you can get. And and they, again, did that at the behest of the group. Right. Speaking Oh, this is this is absolutely we're we are men on a mission and we are going to save these guys and we're going to show up how oppressive this Japanese government is and they could not have been more wrong. Right. Well, that's good right. news. At yeah. least, right? That they were exposed for the shit that they were. Yeah, but but Leah, that was yeah. 15 years ago or whenever, 20 yeah. years ago. Uh-huh. Yep. They're still out there. They are. They didn't go away. In nope. fact, so they never so you would yeah, so you would think that Gordon Melton and James Lewis like would just be kind of like thrown out of the industry as frauds as the frauds that they are. No, nope. but they're not. Nope. No. Oh, I didn't know that. No. All right. Well, what were you going to say about Gordon? Go, go ahead. No, they did not get their degrees canceled. They did not get <laughs> kicked out of the community. They've gone on to write books about Scientology and other new religious movements, and these are to still believed and still being taken as credible. In, in fact, Gordon Melton most recently was came out as a supporter of the Remnant Fellowship Church. What you know, that? Gwen Shamblin and the Way Down HBO doc? Did you watch that? It's the woman who does weight loss, God, God yes, given yes, weight loss shit. Yes, yes, in, yes, in, yes. In the middle of, of Kentucky yeah, yeah. or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tennessee. Okay. okay. And Gordon Melton was one of these people that was always around the Scientology world. He was one of Heba Gentsch's buddies, and he was like a a sort of a 
a go-to guy for anything that was needed. If there was court testimony that was needed, if there was some expertise that was needed, if there was someone that was needed to reach out to other religious leaders or scholars, Gordon Melton was the guy that, that we went to. And then there is another woman who is probably the last of the most famous of these people, and her name is Eileen Barker. Oh, yes. And Eileen Barker is in the UK. She's at the London School of Economics or something. She's a sociology professor, and she is the anti-brainwasher lady. She... She comes out repeatedly and says that it's a it's a complete lie and a made up thing that cults brainwash people. Are you joking me, no. Mike and Chris? No. No, I'm I'm not Leah and and she is a very prominent person and gets a and in fact she was involved in that whole um inquiry that was done in the UK that that Lloyd was so upset about uh, into the Jehovah's Witnesses because yep. he was brought in there to help testify about what was going on with the Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly what her role is and or was, but this ended up being a kind of a joke. Nothing came out of it. It was all sort of a whitewash. And that Eileen Barker has got this sort of reputation of she'll kind of make the problems go away. Right. There you go. <laughs> like, like uh, you know, big academic hoo-hoo that comes along and basically says, there's nothing to see here, folks. Wow. Everybody, everything's normal. Nobody's wow. doing anything out of the ordinary. Wow. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, I am just happy that we get to name out loud some of these people because as chris says the number of people on the other side of this equation is far greater than the people who are on our side of this equation and the reason being is because like scientology they all can afford to throw money at them Mm mm-hmm we don't have money to throw at academics to write papers about how apostate stories aren't really just atrocity stories. They actually could be true. And it, but, but so the world of academia is piled high with statements and papers and testimony and expert opinions, et cetera, et cetera, from these people who've been gathered together by Scientology and Alm Shinriko and who knows who to put together this stuff that supports their positions. And on the other side of this, there are a few lone voices, you know, the, the Jim Beverly's and the Stephen Kent's of the world who say, right. uh, nope, hold on a minute. There's something wrong here because the study of religion and new religious movements is, as Chris says, not a particularly remunerative field unless you're on the side of those who remunerate you. Correct. And Chris, Correct. let's talk about Marvin Bord- Bordelin and Anson Shoup. Oh, yes. I was going to bring up Anson yeah. Shoup. Yeah. Uh, oh, who was that? That first name I don't recognize, though. Oh. It was- 
Marvin, Marvin Bordelon, he's just another one of the the name, Bummer. you know, my old, I just threw a, f- a bunch of these names down oh, oh, that I remembered. He was another one of, of Heber's friends who was a sort of a, as I recall, like a Gordon Melton kind of went on with whatever was needed uh-huh. to help whenever it was needed. Right. So, and when we say Heber Jens, everybody, he's the former president of the Church of Scientology, who is has not been seen in public in the last 20 years, um, and he is being held at the Gold Base in Riverside County, California. Yep. Okay. Um, all right, let's talk about Anson Shoup. Yeah, Anson Shoup and David Bromley. These guys work together oh, yeah. a lot. Okay. Right? Um, and Bromley and Shoup have, have co-authored a number of papers together, and they have, and this is, again, this is back in the um, 70s, 80s, 90s, they, they carry on. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys are kind of old. But the problem with these things, as you guys mentioned, is that it's still there, still available. Exactly. Right. And, well, this is yeah. a permanent record. Yeah, right. And it's, and it's a permanent record, as it should be in academia, mm-hmm. but this is, and because it's, again, because these guys are so prolific and there's so many of them. We're fighting a, a a tidal wave of this, sure, and that's sure. what we're pushing back against. So, so I, I, you know, what I wanted to say about some of these guys. Also, I looked up uh, Remnant Fellowship real fast, and not only is Jay Gordon Melton's testimony on their homepage, but so is Donald Westbrook, another one of these guys. Oh wow! Oh, both of them with their pictures right there on remnantfellowship.org. I looked into this. I studied this exactly as Mike described. I read over their literature. I talked with them, and these guys are just a wonderful group of people. And the, and really, you know, the thing I wanted to uh, one of the points I really wanted to drive home with this, and the thing that really upsets me about what these guys do is they end up rationalizing or justifying real criminal acts, right. real child abuse, real atrocities against people, real live, you know, living people. These guys just blow that off. They think they they live in a world where they think religion. I was reading this Susan. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Chris, could I just stop you? Yeah, 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 go ahead. They don't fucking believe anything, but what is going to get me paid and what is going to give me some kind of name recognition as what you guys said? I don't think they give a fuck. They don't about the truth. No, I don't think they do either, because I think they are. I think they are um, a couple of these guys. I'm, I'm not I'm not at all trying to push back on what you're saying. No, I know. As far as the money angle goes, you're absolutely right. But I do want to point out that it's actually even worse because some of these people are actually really true believers in what they're doing. And they are actually kind of like cultists themselves. I'm sorry to say it that way, but it's uh, sorry to say it that way. You know? it's, I, you're being kind. I <laughs> listen. I can't. I, I cannot get over just the fact that you're getting paid, and yeah. there is a reason that is self-serving for your opinion. If yeah. you were impartial, and you said, "Look, I've looked at both sides. I've listened to people who have been in Scientology for a very long time. I've talked to parishioners who were in all their lives. I've talked to ex Sea Org members who have spent many, many years. Because you know, you you guys know we 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 get people who are like, can you talk to me? And we're like, what what did you do in Scientology? Well, I did a communications course in nineteen seventy. <laughs> They're like, mm, okay. 
Um, yeah, I've never run into that. Yeah. Okay. We have many times where we're like, so how deep were you in Scientology? Well, I read a book. Okay. Not, not an expert, buddy. After a day. Not, yeah. not an expert, buddy. Yeah. Right. And um, I'm being fair game now. Yep. Right, so, right, right. Exactly. They're following me. Yeah, they're following yeah. me. Yeah, right. Um, but the point that I was making was if you're impartial, you're not getting paid. There, there's no self-serving uh, professional reason right. why, you know, getting published is important, right? And w- with the people that we're talking about in academia, right? There's a reason for them to be published. Yes. And the financial support that they receive directly or indirectly. And so if you told me that, Chris, I wouldn't have as harsh words. But no, everybody I- that we're talking about has... One or all of these on their list when talking about uh, supporting Scientology. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And and absolutely without question, every single one of them has been fed exactly what they were supposed to see. Sure. Only. Right. Only that. Right. And they don't do any research outside of that. They not. don't go anywhere. Well, they Mike, don't go that's not the job. You, but Mike, that's not the job you're being paid to do. So of why course. would you do that? Now, of course. If you're a person with any fucking moral integrity, okay. But we're not talking about that when we're talking about no. these people that we've mentioned. Now let's get back to who you were talking about, Chris. Yeah. Well, I just I thought I would. Um, Give, let me let me just read this little bit because it's yeah. from one of these folks, Susan Palmer, who is trying in this article to justify or rationalize her position. Mm. And so let me just kind of give you the uh, the flavor of what she writes here. Now, who is she again? She's a, she's one of these uh, NRM New Religious mm-hmm. Movement scholars. She's a she's a current. This is a, this is a current write up. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry, from 2013, not not yeah. too current. But anyway, another time I was effervescing, she writes. Another time I was effervescing. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Yeah, exactly. Right? What are you effervescing? Bubbling. Another Bubbling. I was effervescing on the okay. sheer fun. Already she's annoying me, like using that word. I was effervescing. Who says that? <laughs> What'd you do today, Mike? I was effervescing. Oh, were you? Oh, I didn't effervesce today. Uh, the sheer fun of researching NRMs uh-huh. when a psychologist at a lunchtime lecture for the psychologists at the Montreal General Hospital interrupted. <laughs> so I suppose you think it's fun and okay for groups like the Solar Temple to go around killing each other. She got challenged directly on this. Uh, okay. Her response, I was irritated. So I responded, <laughs> You must excuse me. I prepared this talk for the doctors. I didn't realize that the psychiatric patients would be invited here as well. Were you fucking <laughs> kidding me? That was her response to being confronted on her apologia for criminal activity, right? She's a she's effing No, by the way, she's not, <laughs> she's not even being confronted. She's just being asked a question about the fucking shit. That she was promoting, and she's a defensive fucking lunatic. Bingo! <laughs> My point, right? These guys got nothing. The, the, the actual, you know, the academic chops that are on exhibit here are, are non-existent. This is just, uh, you know, people who are arrogant, who are haughty, who, who are... Who are nuts! Who 
you know, who are insultingly arrogant. I mean, I can't believe that you could have any field of any academic work that can, that takes itself seriously that completely ignores half the picture. That makes no sense. All right, Chris, and, go on. What and, else did this genius say? Did you want to say uh, anything else? No, I just wanted to give that because I thought oh. that encapsulated who she is. Who she is. Yeah. Unbearable. A yeah. person that is still being validated as a professional yeah. in the field. Correct. Unreal. All right, what was the other one? Oh, there's there's a ton of these guys. But I I think um I really wanted to just focus on or talk about this these attitudes because I think that that's where it really lose they lose the plot is they Go get ahead. this very smug. I mean, Mike, you've associated with these guys. And, and I get it, it it kind of emanates off the page, you could say, the smugness. Yes. Is am I reading into that or is that real? Is that how these guys really are? No, no, they're very much that. Uh, and Mike, I was going to oh, say, yeah. Chris, why do you think Scientology like them? I mean, yeah, you're talking about I'm arrogant, old. smug <laughs> assholes like me and Mike. Uh, would th- these are the people that would fit right into the fold? Yeah, Sorry, but, Mike. But well, they do. Sorry, when Mike. you were talking, Chris, it, it reminded me of that old, you know, sort of saw of you can never, you know, you can never win a an argument with a psychiatrist because the psychiatrists will always tell you you're crazy. No matter yep. what you say, they'll have a professional opinion that will say you're crazy. And how do you argue with that? Because they're the expert. And cleverly, uh, I'm going to now do my little read, which is from one of the original Brian Wilson uh, expert opinions, where and actually it is titled Apostates and New Religious Movements. And here is where you see the the sort of the essence of the arrogance and the dismissal of anything that doesn't comport with what they are saying. And he says, the apostate story in which he is usually presented as a victim, is seen as good news copy for the media, particularly if he offers to reveal aspects and perhaps secrets of the movement to which he formerly belonged. In consequence, apostates receive perhaps an unwarranted amount of media attention, particularly when they are able to present their previous allegiance in terms both of their own vulnerability (laughs) and the manipulation deception or coercion exercised by the leaders and members of the movement into which they were recruited because these accounts are often the only information normally available to the general public about minority religions and certainly the most widely disseminated information the apostate becomes a central figure in the formation or misinformation of opinion in the public domain concerning these movements complete fucking idiot. Yeah. Can you can you believe that the fact that these people have been manipulated, deceived, coerced or abused is like oh so therefore we can dismiss them because they're going to claim that bullshit. Right. Yep. Like so therefore whatever they say isn't really valuable because they're claiming they were manipulated, that they were deceived, that they were coerced. So As well. Yeah. Ignore them. But but also the idiotic statement, Mike, there is as well, uh, if it could be stupider, 
I don't even know if that's a word, but yeah, the <laughs> academia will let me know of the world. Mike, that the only place that you could receive information is from the apostates. No dickhead. Any of these cults have lots of information available selling to their victims what they want to sell. They sell many books, hundreds of thousands of books when it comes to Scientology. They have websites. You can walk into any church of Scientology uh, if you're not uh, an ex-member or uh, sympathetic to an ex-member vocally. Uh, Information is available. You don't just get your information from... But what this schmuck is implying is... You should only get your information from the people trying to sell you some shit. Exactly. Exactly. Idiotic. Well, you know, I made an analogy to this. I want to know what you guys think of it. I wanted to run this by you because I've, I've been, I've, I'm thinking about using this often, and I wanted to know what you guys thought of it. Um, imagine if you had a bunch of economists or, or accountants who got together and decided to hold a conference and decided to write a bunch of papers about how the mafia is a really great new business model. And, mm. and it's really just, you know, uh, a different way of approaching business. There's nothing wrong with it. In fact, it's kind of bigoted and racist for you to be against the mafia because they're just bringing old school techniques to a modern world and, and thriving and living in a, in, you know, in a, with their family and in a community, and this is this is worthy of study, and we should talk about this and give this a whole lot of legitimacy because there's nothing wrong with the mafia. And this is kind of how I analogize what these guys, how these guys think about and talk about groups like Scientology. They they take something, in other words, that is inherently destructive, that is inherently deceptive. It is there's nothing about Scientology that is open, transparent, or honest. Same thing with 12 tribes or the family or so many of these groups. But they, they, so they take something that's, uh, that's just bad and they dress it up and put bows and ribbons on it and talk about how wonderful it is and put it in this really fancy box and make it out to be something it's not. And I think that's the basic problem here or like on which all of this, Mike, works, you know, you have an opinion about that. What do you guys think? I don't know. I I think that that's a great analogy, but I think that that you could bring it even closer to home, Chris. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they took an organization who, like, it's like taking an organization that is planning mass genocide and showing up to. Offer your opinions about how these are really benevolent people. They couldn't possibly be doing this, blah, 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 blah. And the next day, their lab is found. I mean, those guys not only took their lawyer, they took like some sort of chemical scientists or something to to prove and came out and made this statement they couldn't possibly have made this nerve gas. Like, based on uh, what? The fact that they paid your air ticket there, you put you up in a hotel, right? Gave you a, a, a expense account. I, you know, that I don't even need, think you need to go outside of. Like, I would keep bringing up that example because yeah, it is good. such a classic example of where reality met reality. <laughs> Yeah, like it just (laughs) slapped them right in the face. Yeah, and and this is 
it's easy for anybody to see that an organization like that may be very extreme in that the plan they were, you know, gas 100,000 or poison 100,000 or hundreds of thousands of people in the Tokyo subway. But their intentions were not pure and they were take they were do, going to do things that were bad, evil, and abusive. Right. And that is exactly what we have with all these other organizations, including, yeah. you know, the Remnant Fellowship Church. And these bozos are out there still promoting that and saying how wonderful it is. They're still on the Scientology website promoting Scientology, saying how wonderful it is. Meanwhile, Danny Masterson's being prosecuted for raping four women. Like allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. No, he is being prosecuted oh, for that's raping true. them. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <I'm not kidding. laughs> but uh Chris, did you finish? Exactly did what you, you finish? mean? I gotta get that alleged in there all the time too. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, hey, uh did you did you finish talking about Ansel Shoop? Anson oh, Anson yeah, no, yeah. not not too much. I didn't get uh, specifics on him, but it's you know him and David Bromley. I, I think the reason I I um I find him interesting is only because sometimes these guys come in pairs. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Now I have a question for the two of you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't know this was available. You see, we're still I'm still like a little baby coming into the real world in in a certain way. Um. So so listen. Uh, what's to stop me from hiring uh, Gordon Melton or Marvin Bordelin or James Lewis, well, whoever's alive, Massimo, uh, Elaine, the genius Elaine Barker. Why don't yeah. I hire her to to write some genius about Scientology from the perspective that it's a dangerous, toxic, abusive cult? Well, partly the problem now is they've got such a body of work that 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 they are not going to come out and say, "Oh, well, you know, I just was wrong about everything before." Right. But you mm. could go hire someone different. Mm-hmm. You could absolutely go and find a somebody who is making their way through the world as studying religions or. Mm religious movements or sociology or whatever and say, mm. look, I would like you to do a professional scholarly paper on this subject. Mm. I will sponsor you to do that. And mm-hmm. they would do it. What are we talking? What, what kind of money are we talking? I have no idea. I don't know. I At this stage, I have no idea, Leah. Because uh, I've already invested, uh, you know, like 50000 into trying to find Shelley Miscavige. Um, and, you know, millions on... Scientology in general, uh, becoming the the aggressive, abusive person that I am today. Thank you, Scientology, and now paying thousands of dollars for therapy to undo uh, the five million dollars that I've donated to Scientology. But uh, all right, I'm going to look into it. Well, you know, Leah, yeah. that might be a conversation you and I have <laughs> off the air at some point in the future because because um, I'm going to be encouraging a lot of people, you know, who are going through the same program I'm going through right now to do this work. Well, listen, Chris, I love you, but I can't hire you because you're one of us. No, 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 no. no. He wasn't <laughs> no, saying yeah. that. No, no, I know. them. Yeah, but he he yeah. he has the context now, or is starting to make those contacts in the yeah. field. Which would be the sort of people yeah. who would be doing this. Yeah, and I think, too, to mention, Chris, uh, very proud of you. You're going back to school as I'm going back to school. Yes. And, and I think part of the reason, I don't, you could tell me if that's, if you feel this way, but it's funny because uh, 
we're not seen as experts in the professional field, right? Um, you know, we are contacted by, uh, you know, law enforcement and lawyers, but they, they also think they know better than us. Yes. And, and actually don't want to do the work when we say, well, here's the thousands of, of pages of Scientology writing you might want to be interested in. It's anti-government. It's, it's uh, here's where they basically tell the parishioners to break the actual fucking law. But, yeah. you know, they're like, ah, that's a lot of reading. You know, we, we know what to do. Okay. Am I, am I right, Mike? I mean, it's just insane, right? <laughs> Yeah, yep. yeah, um, and the lawyers. I can't even talk to you about these fucking lawyers. That I, the judges. I don't want to talk to you about the judge. They don't get mm. that there's no such thing as arbitration. You complete fucking idiots belong on the same list. Yes. <laughs> well, schmuck and schmucker. Uh, they uh, should open a firm. I would hire them. Schmuck and schmucker. Great. <laughs> There's no such thing as Scientology arbitration. I wish journalists would just stop using the word because there is no such thing as I Scientology know. arbitration. There just isn't. It doesn't exist. And nope. Scientology is jerking you off. And I'm sure you know that. I'm sure you don't give a fuck. Well, it's it's hard to get people to do the work, you know. And I think that's why, uh, because we're seen, because these geniuses that we were referencing today, the Brian Wilsons of the world are writing papers that make themselves the experts who are getting paid to be experts. And by the way, to anybody out there who needs a Scientology expert, any of us will help you for free. (laughs) You need our help? We will talk to you for hours. We will fly across the fucking country. If you are somebody of note who could do something about Scientology, our services are free. Right, Mike? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's why, uh, partially why, I think we are going for degrees, because I don't want, at the end of my name, to be ex-scientologist or apostate, right? And to be seen as just that. Although I don't mind the labels, but I want to affect change in this area for victims, uh, not just Scientology victims. And Diving into what I'm diving into and what I'm learning, it uh, uh, the our, our system is set up not so much to protect the victim, correct, but more so the victimizers. Yeah. Well, I kind of like putting B D F E O I after my name. <laughs> what is that? A bitter defrocked apostate on the edge of the internet. There you go. <laughs> 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 wait, do I have one? Wait, do I have one of those, Mikey? <laughs> well, you're you you could put you could use that. You could use B D F E O I. No, I want my own. I want my no, own. we're all bit of defruct apostates. I know. The I, maybe internet. I should change my label. That's not a bad one. <laughs> go okay, critical thinker to bitter defruct apostate. I like that one. Wait, I'm gonna go <laughs> bitter. Bitter. Wait, I'm gonna think of mine. Okay, I'm writing mine down, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you next well, time. Let me, let me let me respond on the on the uh, question on the on the degree thing because yeah. I I think I got sick of being thought of as a bitter defrocked apostate or just that or just some guy with a mouth, and I thought, okay, I want to get some credibility so that more people. It's not that nobody listens to me. I mean, obviously. Oh, of course. No, I'm not saying yeah. nobody listens to us. But I didn't want to say no. I didn't want to ins- imply that. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't trying to go yeah. there. I just yeah. I felt like I didn't have the audience I wanted. And mm-hmm. 
um, and to affect the change I want to affect. I'm not mm-hmm. doing this just to you know keep a roof over my head. I, there's lots of things I could do to do that. Mm-hmm. That honestly, things that would make a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a mission for me, so I sure. you know so I, I that's why I do this. So I but I want to reach more people, and sure. I thought having some letters after my name would be good for that. Now, that was at the beginning. Now, after having done this program and now being at the tail end of it where I'm writing my my thesis, um, I, I don't know how I ever lived without this knowledge because right. this is the, this coercive control program is extensive, mm-hmm. fascinating, uh, way beyond Scientology mm-hmm. and has and has contributed substantially to my own recovery as well. Mm-hmm. So right. so uh, plus I've, I'm also now getting some therapy too, which is also really helpful. So yeah. so it has become a much more Bigger of thing for me than just having some letters after my name at this point. Of course. Yeah. And uh and and I'm hoping that by doing this, putting writing a couple books, getting some papers out there, I can get on like this show, other big shows, yeah, get the word out there more. Because I want people to know that there's not just cult equals bad. It's there's so much more to know about this. Um, and it touches on other fields, other areas. I mean, this political field. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, so, so I think that there's big contributions that people who go through this program can make to this, to this, you know, to our mission, to our, to our, our, our endeavor here. And, uh, I'm going to push for that. And, and I think you're right, Chris, uh, our mission is, is goes beyond just Scientology. I think, you know, we do this work and, and Mike, we do this work and we, we don't just, discuss fair game in Scientology because fair game exists in the political arena. It exists in other real religions yep. and it's a frame of mind. It's a thinking it's being in, in abusive, toxic relationships. Cause we all get emails and texts and tweets and DMs saying, Hey, I was never in Scientology, but you, you helped me to get out of a horrible relationship, an abusive yeah. relationship. Yep. And so, and I think uh, like Chris mentioned, uh, because we are in recovery, uh, we are realizing, wow, this is bigger than me. And, you know, oftentimes I have this anxiety about not helping, you know, uh, wasting 35 years and wasting my money and resources in Scientology. And there's an anxiety towards help. Like, I'm, I'm like, I got to hurry up and help people, you know. And, yes. And, 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 so true. Yeah, I'm like, I'm behind the times. Yes. There's racists in the world. Yeah. Stop being racist. <laughs> you goddamn Leah, you and I are in exactly the same place. Oh, that I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed like obsessed. Like I'm just not doing enough. And then I'm like, what's that social inequality? This has been yeah. going on forever. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the fucking constitution needs to be amended. <laughs> like yeah. everything I learn, I'm like amazed by it, right? And I love the education that I'm getting, but I'm like Ah, I gotta fix this. Gotta fix that. Gotta fix this. And you know, look, my therapist said, Leah, you will. You'll find a way not to fix, you know, help one. You'll find a way to help a hundred. You'll find a way to help a thousand, right? Like that's what you're doing, and that's what you'll continue to do. And the things that that you do may not affect, you know, Scientology directly, but Maybe you avoided somebody getting into Scientology or a cult like it or, you know, like what you guys are doing is important. And I say that to the whole of us and to those out there that are doing the work in general that has nothing to do with Scientology. There are amazing organizations that help so many areas that we need help. And these are just 
good people doing the work if you just look for them and you could be one of them. You all have your circles of influence that you can help, right? Or if you can't do that, just not being a fucking asshole. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So many of the world's problems would be solved if we just stopped being assholes. Refrain from being an asshole today on Twitter and social media. Guess what? Not everybody wants to hear what you think about someone's weight, okay? Or their Botox. Like, you're not changing the fucking world by tweeting me that I'm doing too much Botox. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll Botox and on, and on the that happy shit note. out right. of my face <laughs> all day, all night. But do something fucking good. Yeah, exactly. And let me let me let me also say that, you know, that one of the things that this program has really helped me see that I thought might be useful to the audience is that I thought for a long time that this would that this thing was on my shoulders. That right. it, I think I think kind of like you, Leo, a little bit in that we're like, we gotta, we gotta do this, we gotta make this change, we gotta we gotta make this effective, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm seeing so much more clearly now how wrong-headed I was in that because it's not just me, it's right. all of us, it's team, right. it's 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 really coming together. Although that is admittedly difficult in some communities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it, sweetheart. Listen, all we can do is focus on the work that we're doing, the work we want to do, validate the work of those who are doing the work in the world, in the world, like I said, in the world of Scientology and beyond. But just look for the good news. There is good news out there. There are good people. And, you know, I always tweet that quote from time to time about, you know, while while fighting monsters, be sure not to become one yourself. And right. that's that. That's part of our job too, right? Is to Great remember point. not to 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 be that that thing that we're fighting, you know. And sometimes yep. my words sound awful, and my words sound like fighting words. But you know, there's nothing wrong with fighting against uh, the atrocities of this world. And one should fight with fever, and one does shouldn't and doesn't have to be nice when dealing with pure fucking evil in this world. And not everybody can confront it. I get that part. Not everybody gets it, uh, but those of you who do, and those of you who can't, thank you for the support that you do give us, because we couldn't do it without you. Yep. So, anyway, Chris, I love you. So proud of you for what you're doing, going back to school, what you continue to do, and we love you. Thank you so much, and I love you guys, too, really. Bye, buddy. Thank you. All right, until next time, everybody. Thanks for listening. Love you, Lily. Bye-bye. Love you, love you, love you, love you. Love you.